Welcome home. You're listening to the 180 Church Podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends. Dr. Sammy and friends are resting this week and will return next week. However, we have a leader from our local church community giving today's message. Well, hey, good morning, 180. It's good to be back with you again. And I appreciate the incredible feedback that I received from uh, Pastor Sam uh, following uh, the last time I I spoke with you. Um, What I'd like to do is pray, and then I want to uh, sort of introduce where we're going to be going, uh, not only today, but over the next uh, few times that I'm going to be with you. So Father, thank you for this uh, time for us to be together. Thank you for your word, which is living and active. Um, Thank you for Jesus Christ who gave his life for us so that uh, we might experience uh, Zoe life to this fullest, um, not only uh, now, but extending into uh, eternity. Uh, Just a reminder, the beauty of and truth of eternal life, knowing you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. The fact that you are at work in our lives, you're at work in our stories, that we are part of a greater story that is unfolding throughout all of human history and throughout all of humanity. Um, Thank you for including us in it. Thank you uh, this morning for what you are going to show us, what you are going to reveal to us, and pray for open hearts and minds to embrace it and to run with it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So again, you may remember uh, when I was with you previously, I posed a question and a question for you to ask yourself and answer, uh, who am I really? And it was about identity and self-inventory. Well, that question is the first question in um, a personal and leadership development journey that I've created called 5Q. And really, 5Q was born out of my own journey, which I am still on. In fact, the beauty of 5Q, which is five questions, um, it's iterative, meaning it's something, you questions you can ask over and over and over, depending on what stage, and no matter what stage or um, season of life uh, that you are in, they're not necessarily necessarily linear, uh, but I will be presenting them um, over the next several times that we're together in that way. But at any time, remember I talked about the power of, of good questions is that good questions sort of sit with you for a while and they kind of, um, they sort of uh, um, continue to poke and probe in your heart and mind and at just the right time the answers come. Well, today we're going to be looking at the second question, uh, which is, what is my story? The third question will be, what is my dream? The fourth, what is my plan? And then the final one, how will I finish well? So in each question, uh, there's a theme attached um, that relates to our development. Um, 
And my hope is that you will be able to track along with them, that you will record them, not only on paper, but in your hearts, in your minds, and allow God to do what he wants to do um, in your life. Amen? All right. So the question today is, what is my story? And I remember some years ago, I was in a, a leadership development uh, program called the Aero Leadership Program. And the trainer for the day was a, a woman who, uh, her and her husband uh, had been church planters um, in the East Coast and um, really, really difficult, challenging time for them. But she had developed a, a ministry uh, around the issue of soul care. And during the course of the teaching, uh, a, one of the young ladies in, in our class asked her or said to her, um, or no, it was a question, how can I have a ministry like yours? There was this sense of admiration and awe in this great ministry that this woman had. And I'll never forget the response. It was, and to paraphrase, that in order for you to have a ministry like I have, you'd have to go through the pain and the suffering and the hardship that I have gone through. See, the young lady who was admiring this woman and her ministry, you know, her and her husband, a tall, beautiful couple, and he was an Ivy League athlete, former Ivy League athlete, and they seemed to be doing so well at this moment in their lives, but the ministry that had been birthed was one that was birthed out of a lot of pain and suffering. They shared, she shared how they were on the brink of breakdown when God just intervened. And again, over time, deep, deep healing took place. And at that time, now they were in a place of ministering to others, which seems like a great ministry. But as one of my um, co-pastors and good friends says, uh, you may see my glory, but you don't know my story. And uh, so that's sort of the context of the message today. What is your story? And we're going to look at uh, the life of Joseph from the Old Testament in Genesis. We're going to do a, a bit of a survey, um, not a, a real deep one, but a bit, bit of a survey covering some aspects of his life. And we'll see where it, it lands and how it relates to you and me today. So in answering this story, this, this question, what is my story? There are a few things I, I want to um, have you consider. Uh, the first is to remember. To remember. Now, Joseph was a young man at 17. We pick up in the story in Genesis chapter 37, and he's 
a bright-eyed and bushy tail, a dreamer, great hopes and aspirations. Obviously, God is speaking to him and showing him some really profound things about his life and his future and what, what God is going to be doing in and through his life. Um, but uh, that's not taken too well by uh, his brothers in particular, and, it, and they send Joseph on a really painful journey. They sold him into slavery. They had actually conspired to murder him, but uh, came to their senses and ended up selling him into slavery. And, and some 20 years later, approximately, they, they reconnect and a whole lot of life has taken place between then and when they meet again. But it's interesting in the telling of Joseph's story that um, there is this, this, this sense of remembering. And that the thing to remember is the Lord was with you. As it says with Joseph, the Lord was with him. Joseph was sold into slavery uh, and went into Potiphar's house and um, one of the ranking officers and in, uh, in, e in Egypt's army. But it says, even in the midst of being a slave and a servant in this man's house, not by his own will, Joseph, he was sold to him. It says the Lord was with him and Joseph prospered. Joseph was betrayed by Potiphar's wife and really by Potiphar, who believed his wife, who was telling a lie. And then Joseph was placed into prison. And again, it says the Lord was with him. Genesis 39, 2 and Genesis 39, 21 says that the Lord was with Joseph and he prospered. Even in the midst of these difficult situations, the Lord was with Joseph. And it's important to remember this when we remember our stories. Because normally when you ask someone to share their story, when you and I tend to share our stories, our life story, we tend not to include the parts that we think maybe God wasn't there. We can't fathom God possibly being there in some of our, some of our most painful and difficult situations. That's why the second part of this remember is remember the entirety of the experiences. Remember the entirety. See, as God is working in our lives, as our stories are unfolding, it's not just the good. It's not just the lofty. It's not just the times of laughter and, and happiness. All of it is part of what God is using to do what he is aiming to do in our lives. And we'll see more about that as we progress through it. But remember, in telling your story, the Lord was with you. Don't edit out the parts that you can't fathom the Lord being there, that God must not have been present in that moment. Even though you may not fully understand it, as I'm sure Joseph couldn't, we cannot deny the fact 
that God's promise is, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord was with him. Remember the entirety of the experiences. Look at Genesis chapter 41, um, verses 51 and 52. This is after Joseph, we're going to see, he comes into a place of, of power in Egypt. He's given a, a, a wife and he has children. And this is what Joseph says. Joseph, or what it says about Joseph, Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, it is because God has made me forget all my trouble in all my father's household. The second son he named Ephraim and said, it is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. You see, even as Joseph names his children, he's remembering, he's remembering the pain. He says in this, this, um, this, uh, this place of trouble, right? This land of suffering. But he also speaks of how God has been gracious and he's made me forget. He's allowed me to absorb and move on, right? God has made me fruitful. Remembering the entirety of our experiences. Now, here's the next thing to reflect. To reflect. Joseph encounters his brothers, and, and you have to, again, you, you need to read from Genesis 37 through 50. To, it's just a, it's an, a beautiful and amazing story. But when he encounters his brothers and his brothers bow down to him, this was the dream. In fact, two of them are recorded in Genesis 37 where Joseph dreamed that his brothers and his parents would bow down to him. And it says, now this is 20 years approximately after Joseph had this dream, all the betrayal, all the pain, all the suffering. Now he's in a place of privilege and his brothers come to him. They don't recognize Joseph, but Joseph recognizes them. And it says, then he remembered, he reflected, he, he recollected, or there was a recollection of his dreams about them. He reflected. This sense of reflecting, this thing to think on. See, there's one thing to remember the entirety of our stories. There's another thing to reflect on them. Allow yourself to reflect. Allow yourself to recollect. And then allow yourself to feel fully. See, if we, if it's not just remembering, it's not just in the head, yes, I remember, yes, I remember that, I remember that, I remember that, edit, edit, delete, delete, right? You could remember, no, okay, I'm told not to edit and delete, I'm told to bring it all in, so remember, but then to reflect, to move it from the head to the heart, to the soul, to feel it. Look at 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also 
our comfort abounds through Christ. Again, the beautiful thing is that when Jesus Christ comes into our lives, when we invite him into our lives, he's not there as our, just our, you know, get out of hell free car. One day when I die, I'll be okay. He walks with us. He is a comforter. He is with us. And see, when we not only remember, but we reflect on the entirety of our stories, I'm going to say, in some cases, especially the painful parts, if we allow ourselves to fully absorb and feel what has taken place, we can receive the comfort that God offers. We can receive that healing. Our souls expand, and then we are now able to better sympathize with others. It's how Jesus Christ, isn't it a beautiful thing that God didn't just, if I'm using the words correctly, empathize with us in heaven? Oh, yeah, wow, that's something. That's really bad. I'm going to do something about it. Shoosh, everybody's forgiven, or hey, you're restored. No, he sent his son in flesh and blood to live among humanity, to feel and absorb the pain and the suffering that humanity experiences. So that makes him, right, um, one who understands what we're going through. Search me through and through.
Will you bow your heads for the benediction? May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. All God's people say, amen. All right, guys. Love you. See you later. My name is Minyoung. I'm a member here at 180 Church, and we're so glad that you were able to attend today's service with us. Um, there are a few community news that I'd like to share with you all. The first announcement is about our tithes and offering. We want to remind all of our members here at 180 Church to keep God in the center of your life, which includes your finances. You guys can do so through the online payment method shown on the screen. You can give through Venmo at Church 180, Zelle and Chase QuickPay at offering at 180church.tv, or if PayPal is your preferred method of giving, you can head over to our website at 180church.tv where there is a link to donate through PayPal. Our next announcement is about our prayer text hotline at 180 Church, which is available on text at 5397prayer and also via email at prayer at 180church.tv. This is a resource for everybody and especially during this difficult time where we need some prayer and support, there is a prayer team that's ready to help you and to pray for all the requests that you may have. Um, if your prayers have been answered, you can also share them on the text hotline and we can celebrate the good news together. Next up is about small groups at 180 Church. These are smaller pockets of our community that meet on a weekly basis where we can dive a little bit deeper into the word and share how the message from that Sunday uh, spoke to us. We have a few different groups that are all meeting virtually now. And if you're not currently connected with a group, you can reach out to Pastor Billy at the email shown on the screen and he can get you plugged in into a group for you. On the topic of community, we also have a number of different social media handles and channels where you can follow us, like us, and love us during the week. We have a Tumblr page at 180BRG where we post a chapter of the Bible a day so you can read through the Bible with us. We also have a Facebook page at 180 Church. Dr. Sammy, our head pastor here at 180 Church, has a Twitter handle at Dr. Sammy Kim. We also have a YouTube channel at 180 Church NYC, where I'm sure most of you guys are watching us right now. And we also have two different Instagram pages at 180 Church and also at 180BRG, where there are really encouraging posts and verses that get shared there. So I hope you guys will follow us there and be encouraged. We also have the 180 Church podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends, where you can tune into a conversation and a dialogue that goes into goes into the word a little bit deeper with Pastor Lydia and Joe Lu, who's a member of our community here. It's always a great time just listening to them um, converse about how the message has spoke to them and has impacted them, and you can see how it can do the same for you. We also have a virtual 180 Cafe on the Discord app where you guys can come hang out at any time in different groups on different channels. And it's an easy way to stay connected with the community and also check in with one another. As you might have seen on our social media channels, we launched a care package delivery service called 180 Cares. And this is a great way to um, show appreciation and love to the people in our lives that, mean, that may need some encouragement. If you'd like to send one of these boxes or just want to learn more, you can go check out our website at 180church.tv slash 180cares. And lastly, if you've been blessed by our Sunday worship led by Pastor Lydia, you can visit the 180 Church Studios on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Here you'll find a playlist of all the worship songs we've featured every Sunday, and it's perfect for when you want to immerse yourself in worship during the week. That's all of our community news. Once again, we want to thank everyone for joining us this Sunday, and we hope to see you again soon. Bye.